This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? Oh, you guys are back with the Six Man Show with your boys Jonathan and Will. And Will, what's going on? We had a little bit of technical difficulties here. Uh, once again, if you're watching live on Twitch, um, this is essentially like the pregame uh, for the Hawks game tonight. It's just after 6.30 on October 26, 2019. So last time that we talked, guys, uh, we were really just getting ready for the regular season. Uh, we're going to go over the, the home opener in just a few minutes. Um, we'll talk the Cavs game. Uh, we'll talk some Markel Fultz, of course. Uh, we'll preview the Hawks game, and then we'll kind of look at you know the games yeah. to come. You know, in this a next little bit week of everything here. today, a little bit of everything, really. So uh, we'll get into all that just in a, in a moment. But Will, um, I told you a couple of minutes ago that I I had something that I needed to tell you. So yeah, you did. Yeah. So today I felt a little bit froggy. So um, Will, you, you've known me basically my entire life. So anybody that knows me, you know. My boy here is a is a proud Boricua, Puerto okay, Rican. Yeah. My wife is half Puerto Rican, so my baby is a quarter Puerto Rican. So I like to think of myself as like Puerto Rican by association. I okay. love Puerto Rican food, music, culture, like the, the whole thing, right? So today I was like, you know what? I'm going to I keep asking my wife to make me like Spanish, like Puerto Rican rice and beans, okay. right? And she has never done it. She went to her father's house one day. They spent like six hours together. He taught her the whole thing, and it just has never happened. So last night, I'm like, one day this week, like t- you know, Saturday or Sunday, I'm gonna make it. So today, I got up the courage. I spent like two hours in the kitchen. Wait, you made it? I made what? Puerto Rican rice and beans. Yes. Now it is not your mom's rice no, and beans. Nobody's like is. no, <laughs> no, nobody's. But is. it was, it was, it was good. Like I had the sofrito. I had. I had everything. I went okay. I went ham. Like I pulled up a recipe. No pictures, no nothing. I, I'll tell you what. <laughs> um you I I know especially in Spanish culture that there are like multiple ways of like saying things and like a certain thing might be called a different, few different yeah. things, right? So, um at one of my old jobs when I was training this guy, he was he was Puerto Rican, his wife was Puerto Rican. And, um, he knew, he knew that I loved, you know, Spanish food. So he had his wife make, and he would bring to work so that, you know, on our lunch, we could both eat it. It was pastelon, okay. but it, um, it wasn't like the lasagna. Like some people might be familiar with that. Yeah. Um, it was, it was almost like a meatball. Like she would take the plantains and mash them up and, uh, season them with garlic and everything like that. And then she would make like seasoned ground beef and make almost like a meatball yeah. with, so that's what I made. Now it, it came out good, but I, the plantains that I used, I think were a little bit too ripe and I, I used probably twice as much as I should have. Okay. So the consistency isn't really what I wanted. Um, but it came out good, you know, nonetheless, as soon as I add a little ketchup to the rice, <laughs> some people might think that's gross, but that's a Puerto Rican thing. Uh, or is that bad. just a you thing? I, I, it might be just a me thing. Okay. My mom doesn't. Well, thinks, you taught me that. She thinks putting ketchup on, on the rice kind of ruins it. No. Well, the thing is like the sofrito and like the tomato paste that you use, like you're really just adding more tomato to the rice. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you can't put too much ketchup though. That's what I'm saying. So I, once I add a little bit of ketchup, it was like. 70% of your mom's rice. So I'll let you try it. Okay. I'll, I'll let, have to try it later. I'll let you try I'll let you try it later. I'll try it later. But yeah, so anyways, so so that's what happened. Nice. Yeah, I was I was pretty proud of myself. It wasn't it didn't come out the way that I 
had envisioned it, but it was still pretty good. Man. So yeah, That's I know, crazy. I know, I know. That's, listen, guys, I've known John for like. 20 years this yeah. is the first time i've ever even heard him say i cook something No, that's not true so that's not true it's a big deal but anyways all right i wanted to let you know about that but right. let's get into the Cavs. i game. gotta i gotta adjust this chair real quick no you're good there okay go. all right so the Cavs game right so we both made the trip out to orlando yes, from did. tampa you stopped at epcot i did you got had, the magnet from epcot magnet. That, yep. right you got that okay yep. mission achieved my me my wife the baby uh my good buddy cedric um, every year, you know, me and my wife go to the home opener in, um, I think it's Lake Chrissy right outside like Orlando. There's this, uh, pizza place. If you guys have never been there, it's called NYPD pizza. We stumbled upon it like six or seven years ago. Yeah. Um, and now we just, whenever we're out there, whenever we go to the home openers, especially we make it a point to stop out there. It's like, you know, a tradition, but anyways, so we make it to the Amway, right? And um, as soon as you get there, you know, we talked last week about going to the preseason game. Like, there's just a different, like, energy in the air. Like, more people there. Like, everybody just seems more interested. Yeah. Um, and at least from where I was sitting, I kind of got the same vibe. Like, people are just more uh, invested and, and more interested in the team this year. Obviously, coming off of the playoff berth, winning game one, the excitement coming back to the city everything like that. Uh, I was up in the promenade, though. I think you were kind of like in the mid-upper yeah, bowl kind section of. section 111A. Right. So, and how was, it, how was it down there? It was nice. Yeah, for the most part, nice. like everybody around us was cheering and you know, maybe, everything like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe in our section like one or two Cav fans. Like It wasn't like sometimes you go in and there's, you know, like last year we went for the home opener against the Heat. Yeah, and there are so many more Heat fans. Like, yeah. obviously, we experienced that with the the preseason game that you know was televised on, yeah. on Fox Sports Florida and all. Yeah, that. so it was but different. It was, I liked it. That's just kind of the nature of the beast, though. But just it, it's just awesome to be, to be back. You know, um, as the the national anthem is playing and uh, the the you know the starting lineups getting announced, and they they kind of do like the entire team. You know, opening yeah. night and announce everybody. But just the the energy in the building really. From the opening tip, um, I mean the light, the light show. And, yeah, they always you know, the, kill the it. wristbands now. Like with the home openers, they've been given the wristbands. Right, the last couple of years that light up, the so, light up and everything. You know, like it was that. really cool. It was really cool. The one thing that I will say um, <laughs> that we kind of got our first look at when we went to the preseason game a couple weeks ago against Philadelphia yeah. is they've replaced the Magic Dancers now with this like the four hundred seven <laughs> dance crew. Or yeah, something I'm like not that. really. I wasn't really feeling it, to be honest with you, especially at the preseason game. I thought it came off really yeah. corny, like kind of whack. But I think it was – maybe it wasn't the halftime show. Maybe it was in between like the third and fourth quarter. But they came out and did a dance, and like I've got to say – It was good. I, yeah, I feel I'm much about better say, about if, if it you now. you say it was bad, I was no, like, no, 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 no. I was like, man, they're actually really good. Yeah, I turned to my wife, and I was like, all right, like this really isn't – this is a lot better than you know what it was initially, and also uh, shout out to Jason. Uh, Jason was the the fan that uh, won the uh, the ticket that we gave away yeah. um, on Twitter last week to the home opener. I got a chance to sit next to him the whole game. Uh, you know, we talked about family, of course, and um, very knowledgeable about the team and, and, and loves the team. Nice. Obviously, he lives pretty close to the Amway, so that was just really cool to be able to you know meet you know one of the you know magic twitter fans and, and all one of that the stuff many, is yeah. really 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 cool so shout out to him thanks for for coming to the game you know I, I hope you had a great time but um so yeah let's let's talk about this game though you know the magic win 94 to 85 um this game was i don't want to say like a roller coaster but at one point it just seemed like we were going to completely blow them out 
Then we kind of let them back into yeah. the game, and then we end up you know handling business in the fourth quarter. It never really felt like the game was in danger, though. Like the Cavs, no. you know, were coming back in the game, but it just still felt like, all right, the Magic are going to figure this out, and exactly. um, they're going to get that win. And that's a feeling, Will, that I haven't had in a long time. Usually it's like, oh, my God, here we go again. We're going to blow this game. We're going to lose to a team that we should beat. And this, that, and the third. Yeah, so. I, I feel like the team was playing with a different composure than like previously, you know, past seasons. You know, just being the the game was getting close, and then you could see the team was like, "All right, well, we just gotta, you know, step it up again and and play our our type of basketball and not let these guys come in." And that's what they did. They just played harder, and you know, they you know stretched the lead back out to double digits, and then from there is. It was golden. Well, then in the last couple minutes, the Cavs hit like three threes in a row. Um, cut it, I think, to – I know they cut it to single digits. I think it was seven or eight or something yeah. like that. Uh, but then we just basically, you know, played the free throw game the rest of the game and closed it out. And, and really, um, you know, the game, like I said, just never felt like it was really um, – you know, in danger of being lost. So, uh, did get out rebounded, sixty-one to fifty-seven. Uh, Clifford talked about this after the game that rebounding just continues really to be an issue. Uh, there were a few games, especially in the preseason, where the Magic were just like really lopsidedly uh, out rebounded. But when you're losing, you know, by by four rebounds, but with the size and the length on this team, it just feels like we almost should never be out rebounded. Now you go down the line, you, you know, you look at like. Tristan Thompson with 11 rebounds, Kevin Love with 18 rebounds, Larry yeah. Nance Jr. with 14 rebounds. Like, so I think um, you know this goes back to us talking about like the the setting the picks of making sure that you're making contact, you know, with guys want to set a good pick to free your guy mm-hmm. up. That's the whole point of setting a pick is to create space for your guy, yeah. right? Um, and just too many times we see shots go up, and what do they teach you in middle school? When, when you're guarding a guy, when you're on the defensive side of the ball, shot goes up, what do you do? You, tu- you turn, you put your butt or your back on your guy, you box him out, so he's got to go over your back to get that rebound. Yeah. So many times we see shots go up, um, and we just see a lot of the team just kind of leak out, um, and then a, a guard or a, a small forward will run in and, and, and grab a rebound. But um, in this case, it's just... Thompson, Kevin Love, Larry Nance Jr., I think it's mostly just a case of our guys not being physical enough. And uh, Clifford did talk about that uh, a little bit after the game and then talked more about that um, either today or yesterday um, ahead of the Atlanta game, just talking about the fact that the guys have to be more physical uh, yeah. when it comes to, to that side of the floor especially. I mean, like watching the game, you can see a lot of our players will, will stretch out and stand around the three-point line. And then as someone's shooting or, or driving into the to the hoop, like you said, they kind of leak back out like back on defense, and so they're not getting those easy those easy rebounds that you know maybe if they were a little bit closer to the hoop they would be getting you know since they they're stretching the floor out. I mean, just looking at the numbers, like it was only seven offensive rebounds, so that can tell that shows you you know just looking at the numbers that they're already like heading back. You know what I'm saying? And then. 
Yeah, so. Well, part of Clifford's uh, philosophy is really to not crash the offensive boards, that he wants guys to get back on yeah. defense to try to limit, you know, the transition buckets of the other team. But uh, at times, um, that really just leads to uh, E to the dub. What's up, buddy? Just saw you come up in the Twitch What's chat. What's going on? Um, but that leads to, um, you know, low offensive rebound numbers, you know, kind of on our side. But as you just go through, you know, the box score, you know, looking at, you know, the, the team stats here, um, really what kept the magic in this game, obviously, holding Cleveland to 85 points was the defense because uh, you go down, uh, we had you know the, the advantage when it comes to assists, to steals, to blocks, turn the ball over less. I mean, and at the end of the day, you know, Cleveland just outside of guys like maybe Kevin Love or um, like a... Colin Sexton, like they just don't have many offensive guys. Exactly. Jetty Osman just, uh, is pretty decent. They've got a few guys that might be good, but right now, it just they're going to struggle to score. Yeah, exactly. Watching the game, you know, you see Kevin Love's out there, and we all know what Kevin Love can do. But then when Kevin Love gets out of the game, you're like, who is who's on that team that can, you know, create a shot for themselves or or make a bucket? Because like like you said, like Sexton and Garland, like they can shoot and stuff like that. But they're still they're young players, you know, rookie second year players. One, they don't have really the the physicality. Like, they're not as physical. And plus, uh, our our guards are a lot bigger and stuff like that. You know, we got – you know, we're long and all that stuff. So, it, it was we made it hard for them to, to even put up a shot. So, so leading the way for the Magic in this one, Vooch, 21 points, 10 rebounds, 8 of 16. Really quiet, 21 points. I mean, really just didn't feel like he was everywhere. Um, but led, you know, all scorers in the game once again with 21 points. Um, and then we've got uh, Markel Fultz, you know, 12 points, six assists, six of 12 from the floor in 23 minutes. So the reason that I bring up 23 minutes is that DJ Augustine played 24 minutes. So they yeah. essentially split those minutes, 50, you know, kind of yeah. right down the middle there. Uh, we talked in the preseason that Vooch wasn't really getting things going, that he was just kind of kind of quietly ramp up you know, and get ready for the, the regular season. Um, but, you know, 4 of 5 from the free throw line, only 1 of 5 uh, from the three-point line. Uh, but right where we expected Vooch to be at, you know, at the end of last year and just kind of carrying that right back over into this year, the, the 21 and 10. Evan added 16 points. Aaron kind of has continued the offensive woes. Nine points, just two of eight from the floor. Yeah. Um, four of six from the free throw line. But uh, played, you know, pretty solidly, especially, you know, on like Kevin Love, only 11 points. But uh, really will for me, uh, and I think most of, you know, Magic fans and um, people that are surrounding and covering the team, the story in this one is really Markel Fultz. We talked uh, right before you know, we went to the, the preseason game uh, against Philadelphia, right? And yeah. the things that we were saying about Markel Fultz were the fact that we wanted to see him kind of limit the jump shots and use his strength, you know, playmaking, defense, rebound, getting mm -hmm. to the rim. Since that point, Markel has been, like, locked in at getting to the rim. So what did you see out of Markel in this one? I mean, the potential, like, that we all knew that he, there could be is there, like – comes in checks in maybe I think it was like around the seven minute mark and puts up three quick shots and they all go in and you could feel I don't know about you but I, f I definitely felt like the arena the just crowd that, was gonna that extra boost like right he made one shot boom 
a second shot. Then he had one play where he was like dribbling up the court, going behind his back, just, you know, swerving between all the defenders. And you're like, man, this guy is something else. Like we saw it during the preseason, but, you know, even more of a glimpse of like what he can do for us this whole season. And this is just a start. So watching him play, it was like, man, we're going to be really, really good if this guy can, can keep it going. And, you know, 23 minutes, not bad. And then um, just like, you know, the scoring efficiency. So six to 12, not bad. Um, A lot of those were close to the, to the hoop. He missed three, three point shots. So we know his three point shot isn't there yet. Right. Um, Hopefully it can, you know, it improves. But, I don't think yeah. he needs it though. He, I don't think he needs it either. I think what he's doing, like all the other guys were like praising him after the game, just saying like this guy can. You gotta, you gotta be ready for it because he can pass his any. Vision any, is ridiculous. Yeah, his vision's ridiculous. He, he can, he can pass with either hand. Like you just gotta be ready. And this guy's, I don't know what else to say, man. He, he, that game was incredible for him. So I've got another surprise for you. So. We're not really analytic guys, right? Like we no. we're as far as the analytics comes, we're we're pretty ignorant it, it, to put it like yeah. right. But I've been doing a little bit of dabbling into some analytics, right? So um, first thing I just want to mention uh, for this first game uh, right now in the league, the Magic have an eighty three point three defensive rating, right? So defensive rating, you want a lower number. Offensive rating, you want a higher number. Yeah, right. Makes sense. So right now, that's number one overall in the entire league, right? We're playing the Cavs, but we were a top, you know, number one defensive rating team in that 22-9 and nine stretch that we went on last year to end this season. So we know okay. that it's not completely just a product of who we were playing against, right? Uh, but the offensive rating, 92.2, which right now is 28th in the league. So Clifford says, in order to be, you know, where we want to be, we need to be, you know, top five, top ten, you know, defensively. Yeah. But we need to be in the top half of the league offensively as well. So um, in this one, uh, it, it just really seemed like some guys were missing, you know, open shots. Uh, but at the same time, I would just like to see a little bit better ball movement. And then when guys, you know, move the ball, they're, you know, cutting to, you know, an they're open moving. spot on the floor, yeah. or, you know, or, or cutting near the rim or something like that. But uh, I think a product of that is, um, once again, the, the lineups don't feel like they've been completely round out just yet. There are a couple of new guys. Guys have to, you know, adjust to the way that others are playing yep. and then still kind of knocking off some of that preseason, uh, you know, rust. Usually there's eight preseason games this year. It's been shortened down to six. Yeah. So still knocking a little bit of rust off. But talking about some more uh, analytics here. So I've been looking at the, the stats because seven minutes uh, at the seven minute mark, so five minutes into that game, Markel Fultz is the first person to check in off of the bench, yep. right? So this is our first look at seeing Markel with the starters. Interesting enough, right? So he only played five minutes with the starters. Uh, DJ and, you know, Vooch, Evan, Jonathan, Aaron Gordon, you know, the starting five. They really only played ten minutes together in this game. Okay. So I'll talk about DJ's stats first. So with DJ with the starters in ten minutes, the Magic had a 77.3 offensive rating. So remember, offensive, you want a little bit higher. Oh, yeah. And then had a 122.7 defensive rating. Not great, mm-hmm. right? Markel, in five minutes with the starters, a 91.7 offensive rating, so a little bit better, but a 63.6 defensive rating. Basically cut the defensive rating in half. Yeah. I mean, I'm. is this anything? It's definitely something. 
Well, obviously, but like Markel's a better defender. But it's f- it's it's only five minutes. It's a very small sample size. It it's is. five minutes of one game. I don't want to get too excited. But when I saw that, I was like, "Whoa!" Like that's a pretty dramatic difference. Yeah, I mean, you there's no I mean? hiding it though. Like we we knew that Markel would be a better defender than DJ. Just 100%. like off of height and length alone, like athleticism. Markel's, yeah, Markel's bigger. Youth. He's stronger. He's younger. Yeah, exactly. Um. And what like being at the game, you could tell the minute they that Markel checks in, the whole like the feeling in the building changes. It does. You know, it was it just really like does. like we were all kind of like the arena. All the fans were kind of just like you know going through the motions. But yeah. he checks in, and it you just, just felt like the 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 energy of the entire yeah. building was it elevated. just went just from him checking th- into yeah, the game to a thousand. He didn't do anything in the game yet, and you just felt the energy level in the entire building exactly. So magnify. This, those stats don't really, they don't. No, me, yeah, it's. You know. So the, I like them though. The thing, the thing that I want to ask you though is like we've been towing this line of like, don't get too high on Markel. We don't really know what to expect. Oh yeah. my god, this kid is amazing. Where <laughs> are you right now? Okay, so we're in a fantasy basketball league, right? Yeah. Um, I drafted Lonzo Ball, right? So somebody else. Oh my else, god, you traded for somebody Markel. else. All right, somebody oh, else man. had Markel, and you know we were trying. He wanted Lonzo and stuff like that, and we're going back and forth with this trade. And then middle of the game, not I don't even think middle of the game. It was probably middle of the first quarter. I'm like Lonzo for Foles right now. Oh my, give gosh. me Markel. You are so hyped, and and I did it. So That's if that amazing. doesn't tell you something, then. You know, I don't know what does. I'm just checking but, out fantasy right now because you and I are playing in two different leagues and you're beating me in both right yeah, now. Yeah, so I'm, there's I'm that. pretty good. But that's all right. I'm telling you, when Foltz checked in I'll, and just watching him, you know, a couple shots, one off the glass that he had like a turnaround or something off the glass, and I was like, no, I need this guy on my team. I need this guy, and you know, he he produced for this game. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, I'm excited to watch this game tonight. Um. You know, against Atlanta. We've got 37 minutes, so we got to get through some of this let's stuff go, pretty quick. Go. I don't want to miss that game, but l- real quick, just last thing on Markel. The thing that is really surprising me the most is, like, I knew, you know, at least in Washington, looking at his highlights, you know, he had the athleticism, ability to get to the rim, the handles, the shooting, yeah. rebounding, all that good stuff. But I'm surprised at how good he is of a below-the-rim finisher. Yeah. Like, he had a reverse uh, where I, I just could not believe that he got the ball to the other side of the, the backboard. It just kissed off the glass and through the net. I mean, he just looks incredible. And then, you know, everybody see, has seen and has been talking about that dunk that he, you know, basically took off from, like, the dashed line of the key yeah. and dunked it, which pretty much brought the roof of the Amway down, and, and that was incredible. But, okay, so last thing that we're going to talk about, you know, from the Atlanta game, um, before we get into – uh, I'm sorry, from the, the Cavs, Cavs game, game. Okay. before we get into the Atlanta game, uh, once again is Michael Carter-Williams. So <laughs> <sighs> let me take a sip, take of, water. A sip of water, right? So really what I want to talk about is the Steve Clifford, Michael Carter-Williams, what I like to call at this point love affair that he has with Michael Carter-Williams, right? Okay. So before um, you know the regular season in, in training camp and in preseason, um, 
you know, you're you're trying to play, you know, all the guys that you have on the on the training camp roster. You want to get a look at everybody, right? Yeah. But when asked about the rotation, um, especially looking at, you know, who's on the roster, you know, we have I would say we legitimately have twelve 12 rotation caliber guys in the NBA. Yeah. You look at, you know, the the first five, but then you look at Markel, Ross, Aminu, um, who am I missing here? Bamba, Michael Carter-Williams, Wes, Wes Ken yep. Birch. Like, that, that's 12 legit guys that could play on most teams in the NBA right now as a yeah. rotation guy. Um, I don't think I'm being a homer. Um, I just think our guys are really that good, and this team is that deep. However, when asked about the rotation, about if he was going to go with a nine-man rotation or a ten-man rotation, uh, basically he said it's really tricky to play ten because it's hard to get you know those last few guys enough minutes to really get into, into a, rhythm, a rhythm, right? right? So Michael Carter Williams is, uh, excuse me, Markel Fultz is the first guy in off of the bench. So it's like okay, there's our our backup point guard. And then here comes Ross, Bamba, and Aminu. There's our nine guys, right? Yeah. But then in comes Michael Carter-Williams, and you're like, boom, there's the 10th guy. Cliff, what are we doing, right? Yeah. So after the game, um, I'm reading the Orlando Sentinel here, so I'm, I believe this is probably from, from Roy Perry, uh, what I'm reading at the moment right now. Uh, but when asked about the rotation um, and Michael Carter-Williams you know, being on the floor, he said there's two things about it. Uh, one, I just don't think guys are ready to play their regular minutes, to be honest with you. Fair. Truncated regular season. Yep. I mean, preseason, it's the first game of the season. Whatever, right? Then the other part of it is one of the things in preseason that was good was our defense. Uh, one of the things that we did tonight uh, was creating more offense with our defense. There's a lot of reasons for that. He goes on, lists Alfred Aminu, Mar- okay. Markel Fultz. But the guy that we have who is the 10th guy, just because other guys are good, is Michael Carter-Williams. He's an elite defender. And he's like kind of laughing when he says this. I've been around great defenders, and this time is this guy is big time. Yeah. So, like, just drooling over Michael Carter-Williams at this point, right? Uh, And then goes on to say that him being the 10th guy um, doesn't really mean anything because he's been one of the best three or four players through the preseason and practice. And then he said, uh, we also need to have him ready when the first injury hits. We need to have him in rhythm. So that's why I decided to go with him. We're not ready to go to nine-minute-wise. And then the other thing is he needs to be in rhythm for when we need a bigger role from him. So, like... My personal opinion is just he likes Michael Carter Williams so much. Michael Carter Williams is good. Michael Carter Williams deserves minutes, right? Yeah. My issue is that he is not a good fit if DJ is on the floor or Markel Fultz is on the floor. Because if one of those guys is on the floor with him, they have the ball. He is useless offensively, offensively at that yeah. point. Until he starts knocking down that three-pointer at 35%, which I just – this point is his career yeah, I don't might not it. be realistic. Nobody is doubting the fact that this guy is amazing defensively. He's a pit bull. We get that. I just hate the fit offensively. Yeah, How do you I feel about I mean, this, I this whole situation? <laughs> There's not much to add, man. I, I agree. It's just, you know, if he's not knocking down shots and he's not our, you know, our ball handler, then he, it's just not a good fit. You it's, know, we got other guys. It's that, really strange, right? Yeah, we need other guys to get it going offensively, too, and it's just – I don't know. It's it's weird how much praise he gives, you know, MCW. It is, right? Now, I'm going to say all of that to say this. You can't argue with results. We won this game. Yeah. We continue to win games, and Michael Carl Williams is the 10th man. 
you will not hear a peep out of it, of it from me, right? Uh, I just find it weird. This is the last that I'm going to talk about it as long as it's not affecting this team's ability to win. But I just feel like it needs to be said that Steve Clifford has a big old man crush on Michael Carter-Williams. <laughs> and it's fine. I'm not judging. I'm just saying them's the facts, right? Yeah. And I just uh, closed out one of my windows here. So give me just a moment. Sorry about that. All right. So let's go and talk about the Hawks. So we, we're going to play the Hawks tonight. Um, so just like us, the Hawks are 1-0. and uh, They beat the Pistons the other night, 117-100, to 100, right? Young, so man. the Pistons, you know, are probably going to be contending for a playoff spot. Um, we don't really uh, expect the Hawks to contend for a playoff spot, but here they are, 1-0. and um, Trey Young in that game. 38 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, shot 6 of 10 from the 3-point line. So this kid is just a, a flamethrower. Like, there's no if ands, or buts about it. So um, going into tonight, priority number one is going to be to try to contain um, Trey Young. Trey Young, you know. Uh, Clifford was asked about him earlier today about you know trying to stop him, and he said he's a guy that's really fun to watch in this league. But as soon as the game starts, you're like, oh, sh- sugar yeah. honey iced tea. Very like, hard to coach against. He, like it, he's very hard to coach against. So, um, but yeah, I mean, stopping you know Trey Young is really going to be a big deal. Um, one guy that we really should have on the scouting report, but. Um, you know, our Lyle Raff has just kind of made this guy a non-factor. So I'm talking about John Collins, right? Yeah. Um, looking, you know, I, I was playing around with some more, not analytic stuff, but just stat stuff. Uh, and I found this, what I think is legitimately a gem. And I posted this on the Six Man Show account last night. So last season, uh, you know, whenever the Hawks and, and the Magic would play, um, in 16 minutes total, uh, guarded by Jonathan Isaac, John Collins scored eight points, on 4 of 19 shooting, so 21%. Isaac had 5 blocks in that time and forced 3 turnovers. So everyone remembers the play where Jonathan Isaac had 3 straight blocks on Jonathan Collins. Yeah. On John Collins, excuse me, I don't know why I said Jonathan. Probably just John. That's my name, that's Isaac's name, his name's John, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, I mean, to me, Trey Young, John Collins, those are the guys that you got to really worry about. As far as the magic go well what do you want to see tonight like what do you want to see our guys improve on and what do you think we need to do to walk out of the is it the phillips arena in atlanta whatever um, we got to walk out of that that building with a w what do you think we got to do i mean obviously we got to stop trey young which is something i don't i don't we're not going to stop him but just kind of you know slow him down you know if make all his shots difficult um but then i feel like offensively like Aaron Gordon's got to get it going just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Get a couple points in. Or Jonathan. Or Jonathan, One of the you two. know. And our ball movement is like, it's just, it's watching the Cavs game. It's just stagnant sometimes. Like, it's just like, you see it's Evan good, just dribbling but the ball. It definitely has to be better. It's got to be, to me, it's got to be way better. Because, like, they, we have such good players that, like, sometimes they just, it's just dribble, 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 dribble. Like, there's one play where Evan was just dribbling the ball with, yeah, that was, for what it felt like forever just to, like, nothing to come out of it. I think he missed a shot Evan or something. is so good when he just lets the game come to him and plays within himself. It's when he tries to do too much, that's when you're just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's times where, what like, is this guy doing? Between, an, between Evan and Aaron just, yes. like, forcing up shots and just, like, dribbling the ball 100,000 times. When it times. feels like, you know what, it's been a few minutes, it's time for me to get my yeah, attempt. Yeah, it's like, that and then the ball like when like we were talking earlier just pass the ball move 
pass the ball and move. And sometimes it's just like, oh, let's leave Vooch, you know, playing center down low, and then let's all of us go around the three line and watch somebody else dribble the ball. Right. Like so, little things like that need to improve. Um, but I'm not too worried about Atlanta because Trey Young is the guy that they're gonna they're looking to to score and do a lot of the work. Um, but I'm besides really that, I mean, looking forward to seeing either. I mean, I know we just talked about this, but we're going to see Michael Carter-Williams tonight, right? Yeah. But m- him or Markel Fultz on Trey Young, see if we can try to slow him down. But the guy that I love seeing match up against Trey Young is DJ. I don't know what it is about the two of them, but they just get underneath each other's skin. Yeah. And especially DJ just seems to really get well, in Trey you Young's ear. In one of the games last year when he, you know, one of the highlights hit him was with when the DJ fake. hit him yes. with the fake. Oh, man, I wish that would happen again, uh, that'd be again fire. tonight. That would be nice. That would be fire. Tonight, also, uh, we're debuting the statement jerseys. Yes. So those jerseys with all blue front, all blue black, all blue back. <laughs> all blue black. But then it has the, the black with white pinstripes, you know, the yeah. side panels on the jerseys and on the shorts. So those will be uh, really cool to see. The thing that I want to see out of the Magic tonight is just less turnovers, more rebounds. I think um, – defensively we should be there uh i think the offense is going to come uh but we definitely just need to make better decisions with the basketball and just definitely 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 uh need to be more physical uh and out rebound these teams we've got the size we've got the length yeah uh, there's no reason for us to be losing you know the rebounding battle so um one more thing about this game that was really interesting to me uh I don't advocate gambling, right? But to me, like sports gambling, you know, like can be, you know, fun as long as you're doing so responsibly, right? So, um, and winning. If well, winning is important. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but looking at this game, at least last night, the Magic were only favored by two. So going back to last year, um, I didn't sit down and calculate all of the numbers, but there were some games we would win by like 15, a game we would win by 20, a game I you know, last at the end of the season, we won by like almost 30. So the Magic's margin of victory over the Hawks last year is probably somewhere around 20 points. So um, I just don't like we didn't lose to them at all last year, I believe. No. So uh, I just don't really see the reason for them to be only favored by two. So I put about a uh, 25 bucks <laughs> down on, on the Magic looking for my wife. Okay. Make sure she's she's actually probably listening to this live. So, <laughs> yeah, we're on Twitch. Hi. So, uh, yeah. So, well, I just out of myself there. Uh, but so, yeah. So, I hope I win that money tonight. Yeah. But uh, but that's just kind of interesting to me. Um, and then just really quick, uh, look ahead uh, to, to the next week here. So, on Monday, uh, we play Toronto. Um, they are one and one right now. And then Wednesday, we've got the New York Knicks. Uh, and then we're at Milwaukee. Uh, no, I'm sorry. We're home for Milwaukee um, and home for Denver. Kind of a, you know, back to back there. Uh, the Knicks are 0 and 2. Milwaukee's 1 and 0. And Denver is 2 and 0. You know, they barely squeaked out a win yeah. last night against the Suns. So uh, that will be pretty interesting as well. I'm just pulling up the Magic schedule here just because uh, I believe I, I might have goofed on. Um, whether or not they're home uh, or away for the the next few games here. So just kind of bear with us on that. Uh, But really, um, let's go ahead. We'll get down to some fan questions. So, oh, the (laughs) looking forward to this one. So the number one fan question that I have uh, is from It's Carmen Babe, who just happens to be Uh my wife. And she wants to know, when will your wife be on as a guest? So, Will, my question to you is uh, you just went and you're like, whatever you want to be. You didn't 
talk to she, me at all no, about no, that. No, she's the wife. You know, whatever she she wants, she gets. I don't know about all that, but um, Carmen, you heard it. Whatever you want, you get. Uh, my <laughs> wife and I, luckily, we have a phenomenal relationship. A lot of people were able to have uh, sh- join in on some fun last week on yeah. Twitter. Um, when I didn't list her as you know one of the Magic fans, she kind of took offense to that, and then all of you saw her kind of kind of drag me. But uh, really quickly, just get back to this point. So we're at Toronto, uh, but then we're home for New York and Milwaukee uh, and Denver as well. So we've got a three game home stint coming up. So really, okay. So what I'll say about my wife coming on the podcast <laughs> is. I'm trying not to be like, you know, I don't want any nepotism here. Yeah. Like, if you're coming on the show, I want you to be very knowledgeable. My wife is knowledgeable, right? But She knows her stuff. I just think if I just go, hey, I'm going to bring my wife onto the show, people will be like, Arr. So I'm going to say this. If you guys want my wife to come on the podcast, we'll bring my wife on the podcast. But you guys just kind of let us know. So love you, babe. Uh, and then our next question from Magic Sam. So he wants to know, if Fultz plays as well as he did last game, do you feel like he was pl- downplaying what he could do in the preseason? No. I don't think he was downplaying it. I just think it was preseason and people play it. You know, the guys play it like it's preseason. And, you know, the home opener was his first game back, you know, and I don't know how many games, but, you know, since almost a year. And, you know, he was excited to get out back on the court. He's excited to, to play his first NBA game that counts. And he just showed out. I just don't I don't think it was, you know, he was downplaying. It's kind of hard to downplay, you know, a, a game. 12, just like, uh, you're I, not it gonna was really, only 12 points. It's not like he went off for no, 30. No, but you're, you're not going to go out in a preseason game and just go, oh, you know, it's just preseason. Let me play. I haven't played in like a year, but let me. Just, you know. Sandbag it. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let, you know, he, he played hard in preseason. I just think. You know, regular season, let's play play hard when it matters, and he did. Yeah, to me, I think a lot of it was probably just trying to, like, shake off, you know, whatever rust still left over if you don't yeah. play, you know, in a, in a real game for about 11 months and haven't really played in almost two years, you know, like, pretty consistently. Uh, one was just probably knocking off the rust, and then two, um, you know, we've just kind of alluded to this a few times, but kind of uh, just his approach, you know, what he's trying to do while he's on the floor uh, seems to have kind of changed. He's not settling for jumpers. He's trying to get to the rim trying to make plays for others, set up plays for others. So I think that has more to do with that. I don't think he was downplaying it in preseason. Yeah. But but thank you for the question. Um, and then we've got a few questions, a couple questions here from at one Sam Eddy on Twitter. So he wants to know uh, what the atmosphere was like at the Amway. Uh, is there an air of positivity around the place? So we talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the show. But, yeah, yeah definitely a great atmosphere. I mean, uh, the home opener, like opening night, is always like a big deal. Everybody's always excited for what might be, what could be yeah. on the season, regardless of the roster. Um, but I definitely think coming off of the playoffs, you know, there's just more expectation and excitement around the team. So you could definitely feel that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, right, definitely. And then um, how he's asking us, how loud did you cheer when Markel dunked? He said he jumped off of the couch, punched the air, and woke up his girlfriend. I mean, that never was a, a good move, Sam no, Eddie. No. But, you gotta uh, be careful with that. They need <laughs> they need their beauty rest. Except my wife, because she's always beautiful. If she's you're listening to somewhere. this, she's definitely back there. Um, but. but you know, it was the fourth quarter. You know, everybody's pretty much standing up at, around this time, and Vooch gets that rebound, passes uh, passes it to to Markel, and you just see him take off from the half court. Yeah, just, just yeah, going straight to the hoop, and 
you know, at that moment, I'm already like exploding and so is everybody around me. And then he dunks it and the whole arena just explodes. So it's like that kind of energy is something that we haven't had in a long time, too, because like we're, we're always looking at like Aaron Gordon making all these crazy dunks and, you know, being that guy that can, you know, jump out the building. But now we have Markel, who's our guard, who can also penetrate however he wants and also flush it down the way he does. It was like. Dude, I don't even know. That energy was ridiculous. Right. Like like you said, you know, he Vooch gets that rebound, the outlet pass to Markel, and you kind of see a lane there, but you're like, eh, somebody's gonna realize he's coming down the middle of the floor. Somebody's gonna pick up the yeah. ball, right? And they just like never did. Like I'm watching the replay right now. Like Vooch gets the rebound, passes it to Markel, he takes two dribbles, he's across half court, realizes there's the, the opening there and just takes off and, and just like just throws it down. And like you said, the entire building like just erupted. Like he, this like, is what we've been waiting for. He landed kind of awkwardly too. I was like, man, Markel kind of like slipped right there. But it was just like he jumps so high that when he slams it down, the ball's like coming towards him and he's like kinda like hits himself out, in the face yeah, with it. He kind of yeah. moves out of the way I've and noticed just kind of landed awkwardly. Um but I'm saying that that energy that was in that arena, we got to keep that going. And I feel like Markel's going to bring that, you know, that he's going to bring that e- energy to the arena. Like he's going to get the crowd going. So, so looking at him, you know, with the starters and just like looking at the way that he elevates the team, the way that they play, the way that he elevates the crowd and the fan base. Um, are you reevaluating at all when he might become the starter? I got to think about it, man. Like It's so hard with this kid, man. I'm it's, trying it's, to keep my emotions in check, and I'm trying to stay logical and just like, oh, let's just take it like game by game. But like, I I can't remember a time where like we were just like this energized and like excited about one guy. Like, yeah, we're, I know. We're all you like tell me about, over I, the moon about Aaron and like <laughs> Jonathan Isaac and, you know, Mo, Mo Bamba. But yeah. It's this like Markel just feels different. I don't know Dude, how to I, explain it, but it I feels traded different. Lonzo for Markel. Lonzo's in the not middle that of the first great. quarter. But I'm saying like to trade him for anybody yeah, you pulled right the trigger away, pretty quick on that. I was I must like, say. you know, this guy's going to be special. I'm telling you, he's going to I didn't mind him taking those three point shots because, you know, to me, it showed that he had confidence. If to he's take open, them. he's got to take them. And, you know, eventually they're going to one they're of them. Knock gonna, down. One of them's going to they're going to go down one. Um. So to me, I was like, if he wants to take them, as long as he's still going to the rim and doing all that stuff, if he wants to take one or two, three, he took three shots, uh, three three-point shots. Um, but if he wants to take them, take them, as long as he's doing all the other things. And he's doing all the under, other things and bringing right. that energy. So continue what you're doing, man. That's So how I'll, I'll ask you oh, again. Okay, how okay. long do you think um, until he's starting? Because I, I just don't know. Tonight. No, 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 no. no. Um, I don't know, man. It's just – it. DJ didn't play too bad either. It's just defensively. No. It's it's whether or not we need him defensively. He um, just he at just the time. like he's just so much more dynamic. I think is like the best way to put it. Yeah. Like we know at a DJ, you know, you're gonna get you know ten, twelve points. You're gonna get five or six assists. You're gonna get two turnovers. Maybe he's gonna do his best, you know, defensively. But like Markel just feels like at any point he's gonna come out and give us like 25 points, 11 rebounds and like 13 assists with three or four steals and two blocks. Well, like, yeah, there's a there's that's a, ju- it's just it's just a different like it yeah. feels like the ceiling is higher when there, he's on the there floor. There was a moment where he's, you know, he's in there with Bamba, Isaac, Gordon, um it's him and I don't remember who was the fifth person, but you're like, man, these guys are 
big and long. Oh my god! Like yeah. watching them play, you're like, who's gonna get past these guys? And that's you know, Markel at the point. Like you can't say that with DJ. Yeah. You know, you can't be like, oh, he's big and long because he's not. No. So, you know, and, it's just. And I feel like, like we, I especially after last year, like that shot that he hit against the Raptors, like literally exercised demons for me, like. That like last season, like I'm wear I'm wearing the shirt right now. If you're yeah. on Twitch, I'm wearing the clinch shirt. Like this is outside of like the 2009 season, obviously because we went to the finals. But like last year was my favorite Magic season ever. And like DJ hitting that shot, like in that moment, it just felt like okay, yeah. In hindsight, we lost in five games, so it's yeah. not a great look. But like in that moment, it just felt like this is what we've been waiting for. Here we are. Like nobody expected this, you know, from us. And if we can do this a few more times, like we're really going to put the world on notice. I think we did that to an extent, but losing in five games, like who really cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but so like, I feel like I have like a sense of like emotional attachment and like loyalty to DJ that like, I just, I don't think it's right for this kid to just come in, like play well a little bit. Uh, and then for like DJ to lose his job, you know what I mean? Um, but on the other hand, like, the the best players got to be on the floor. The best start players got to start the game and, and finish the yeah. game. Um, and if Markel Fultz keeps playing like this, um, just his playmaking alone, uh, if he can give us just a little bit more scoring, I I, I just think it's it's his job. It's it's got to be at some point and sooner rather than later. Yeah. Right. So I mean, DJ's the better the better shooter of the two right of now. Of course. So offensively, we still need DJ. But if the time comes where Markel's like knocking down these shots. Then or if one of the other story. guys, and that's actually a really good point that you just made. Uh, but like, if Jonathan or or Aaron can get up into like the thirty seven percent range, yeah, that's going to space you know the the floor even more because right now DJ gives you you know some spacing where if you just put Markel in there right now, you it's going to be a little bit tighter. Uh, but if one of those other guys starts shooting pretty well, or, or both of those guys start shooting pretty well, then all of a sudden you've got three or four guys around Markel that can shoot. And it, honestly, I don't think spacing is a problem for this kid. Yeah. He just gets anywhere he wants to get on the floor at any time, and, and nobody gets in his way. So, I, I mean, I think it's just a matter of time. Initially, we said Christmas, but then he had a couple rough games in the preseason. We're like, oh, let's kind of take it day by day. And now I'm like, if this kid's starting in three weeks, I won't be surprised. Yeah, but, but we're just basing this off of – the first game yeah once like if again, he comes out tonight and looks like garbage and looks again, like garbage and we're yeah. having another another conversation a week from ne- now yeah exactly so so let's just let's, see what happens let's take this week by week every week we'll every talk week about week, yeah, yeah. where markel is at and in and all that good stuff <laughs> but uh so will game starts in 13 minutes any more thoughts before we uh we close this out we got nah, a game we're to gonna, watch we're gonna win we're going to win. Yeah, we, we definitely should. Um, and that was another takeaway from the Cavs game is that it just felt like like just kind of looking over that game again. It just feels like this team this year is going to beat the teams that they should. Yeah. Like when it comes to other teams, like you might want to flip a coin when we're playing the Lakers or the Clippers or, um, you know, a team that's, you know, like Miami, a team that's pretty similar to where we are. But when we're playing teams like Cleveland, Atlanta or Phoenix, it just feels like more often than not, we're going to beat those teams when we should. Exactly. Right. So um, I don't have anything else. Though. That's it. You don't have anything else. That's All it. right. We're going to watch this game uh, next week. We'll talk Toronto, the Knicks, Milwaukee and Denver. Thank you guys so much for listening. 
If you're watching on Twitch, thank you for watching. Uh, as always, guys, send us your questions. We'll answer them live on Twitch, uh, and then they'll be on the podcast. So you guys will be hearing this Monday. So hopefully we'll have a win. You guys will feel good about everything. Oh, yeah. Um, Markel Fultz, hopefully he brings the, the roof down in Atlanta tonight. But for Jonathan, this and has been Will, my man. This has been the Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!